What is up, people? I hope you are having a fantastic Sunday. It's game day, baby. I will be in Seattle today at the game. So freaking pumped. Um, Don't get a chance to go to many games. Uh, Living in the Pacific Northwest, I live about an hour and a half away from Seattle. So when we beat Seattle, it is going to be that much more delicious to me just because being around all of these 12s that jumped on the bandwagon the instant that Russell Wilson became the quarterback. I grew up around here. Nobody really gave a shit about the Seahawks for as long as I could remember. Uh, That's why I didn't care about football growing up. I moved to California, fell in love with the 49ers and uh, football and the rest is history. But here we are. We got a game day. I got my outfit picked out. So I got my Kittle jersey. I got my Niners hat, the current hat that they're wearing. So, you know, the hat where it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like gray and it's got the logo on the front with the red bill. So it's the one that this year I'll be wearing that. I've got a beaded uh, Niner, uh, like 49ers bead chain necklace that I'll be wearing. I picked that up when I went to the New Orleans game in 2019 at that epic game uh, where it was back and forth and they went for, oh gosh, I don't even know. I think it ended up being like 43 uh, to 41 or whatever where they won the game that last second. Uh, So I'll be wearing my bead 49ers chain for that. And then the Niners socks, because I've got 49ers socks, so I'm fucking wearing them to the game. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Don't get a chance to go to many games, but hey, it's an hour and a half away. They play here every year. I guess that's the one good thing about the Seahawks playing the Niners every year is that there's one game here, no matter what, that I can make. And... uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. So I don't want to take too much time because there's a game today. Uh, technically I am actually recording this Saturday night. I just wanted to get it out, but Hey, you know what? If this is your get ready for game day pump up podcast, then thank you very much for listening. Obviously like comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. What do we have to look forward to? So unfortunately for some reason, NFL game pass was being really dumb and I couldn't watch uh, any Seahawks games, their last couple games, uh, rewatch them at least, because I did watch the last couple Seahawks games. So I remember I watched the Washington game and I also watched the Green Bay game and something's not right with the Seahawks. This is the worst Seattle Seahawks team that they've probably had in a decade Uh, Russell Wilson is not playing well. They've got a new offensive coordinator this year, Shane Waldron, who just doesn't seem to be figuring it out. Their defense is in shambles. um, And they don't have any draft picks. So I don't really know what's going on in Seattle. However, I would not be surprised if they ended up scrapping this whole thing. And honestly, what I think that they should do is if if Seattle were, I think the only thing that they can really do at this point is just blow the whole thing up. 
because they haven't been good at drafting in like five years. Their team is consistently beginning worse. Um, I mean, uh, the coach or whatever, um, I forget his name, but anyways, the old gum chewing guy who's super pumped up. <laughs> anyways, uh, he's supposed to be a defensive guy, but he hasn't been, they haven't had a good defense in half of a decade. And Russell Wilson just kind of plays the type of football that Russell Wilson plays, meaning he typically doesn't get through all of his reads, but he can throw a beautiful deep ball and he can scramble. And unfortunately, like they don't really, they have like three good pieces on offense and like one or two good players on defense and other than that, they may as well just blow this whole thing up, start from scratch, get a new general manager, uh, you know, try and recoup some draft picks and honestly just start from scratch. That would be the only thing that would make sense. If, if they put me in charge of the Seahawks, that's what I would do. But we're not here to talk about that. I have just been enjoying the decay of the Seahawks. I'm finally starting to see less and less of these fair weather fans in this overcast dreary weather. Like I haven't seen any 12s out. Uh, I think I saw, I only saw one Seahawks shirt today. I went to the store. I went to the store twice, actually twice. Uh, so I went to the, I had to go to the bank, uh, to make withdrawal. Didn't see anything. Um, actually, no, I saw one shirt and this was at a really, really, there was, it was a bank instead of a really busy, like Fred Meyer's grocery store. All I saw was one shirt. And then I went back to the store tonight to get some dinner and didn't see any. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how you can tell how your fans are is when the season's not doing good. Nobody's wearing the merch. I go out there rocking the red and gold hats every year, good or bad. I've been wearing my Niners hats all year round for, you know, many years. Um, but anyways, what can we expect from this game? So first off, um, just a few things that stood out after uh, re-watching, after re-watching the film on the Vikings game. So Jimmy Garoppolo on second viewing was as terrible as we've probably ever seen Jimmy for the first quarter. And then in the second half of the game and in the later part of the second quarter, quarter Jimmy was solid. So, you know, you go back, you rewatch it, and Jimmy was good enough to win, but he wasn't good. And... We'll see how Jimmy continues to play. So in my opinion, Jimmy G started off his first few games were terrible. And then he had like, I would say three to four above average games. So Jimmy has been solid for the last month or so. Uh, last week was not his best game. Wasn't his worst game, but he definitely had a very bad first quarter missing reads, missing high over the middle, uh, that really bad interception, but that's just kind of part of the Jimmy experience is the one Jimmy pick. 
the fact that he's only thrown a couple interceptions this year is, in my opinion, kind of surprising. Uh, Jimmy continues to be near the top of the rankings in terms of, of efficiency. But the problem with efficiency, when you look at EPA and efficiencies, is that so much of that has to do with the importance of the down. So like third down, if it's a third down play that gets converted, that's extra good on EPA. And it's also not a quarterback specific um, measurement. It is a team measurement. And Jimmy's been solid at distributing the ball to Debo. (laughs) Because Debo has been freaking incredible this year. And what's made, what's propped Jimmy up, in my opinion, is Shanahan figuring out ways to get the ball to Debo. That way, because it's like, hey, Jimmy, we need something. All right, well, let me throw a screen to Debo, and he'll take it 70 yards. Uh, So that shows up under his EPA, but it's not necessarily him making good throws. I would say Jimmy usually makes one or two or three good throws a game. Uh, but it's not like he's making five or ten uh, really good throws a game. He's usually only, you know, hitting a couple checkdowns, making a couple good reads, and uh, maybe getting like you know one or two or three. Like wow, that was a good pass. He's had a couple good passes, but overall, I would still say we're looking at Jimmy playing average starting quarterback. But again, if Jimmy stays healthy for the rest of the season then, hey, if we have an average starting quarterback that goes through the entire season, that's definitely worth some trade value. Um, the unheralded guys, so I actually call the, called these the unheralded. <laughs> and these are the guys who were surprisingly good last week versus the Vikings, but they didn't get enough of a shout-out, in my opinion. So, first one, Tom Compton. Where the hell has this Tom Compton been his entire career? He's been bad his entire career. Last week, he decided to have an incredibly good game. Uh, Shout out to Tom Compton for having a very good game against the Vikings. If he can have another good game against the Seahawks, that's a good thing. And the Seahawks, their defense is putrid. It is disgusting. It is terribly bad. Um, And I would say that probably the Seahawks best defensive unit is their defensive line but even then it's not that good I would say they're marginally better than the Vikings defensive line that we faced and that was only because the Vikings were missing like their top four defensive linemen Uh, but Tom Compton shout out Charlie Warner holy crap this guy can block I think I heard something today that Charlie Warner is ranked like top 10 in terms of all tight ends in the NFL Obviously, he hasn't been getting as many snaps as a lot of those guys. But when he's been out there, he has been making a big impact. That's probably, that's basically why we haven't seen any Ross Dwelly recently. Uh, just because Charlie Warner is out there and he is crushing guys on the blocks. So keep an eye out for Charlie Warner. I think he wears 89. Uh, Jawan Jennings. Dude, Jawan Jennings is our new red zone threat. And just like run blocking guy who gets in people's heads. He's he's not fast. I think he ran like a, a mid 4740. And that was why we were able to pick him up in the seventh round. And Andy cleared waivers when we put him on the practice squad last year. But I mean, 
the dude can play just he is 6'3 big strong really physical he basically almost gets people to fight him every game because he run blocks so hard you love to see that and he's just got these just big hands and long arms and he's kind of that possession uh big bodied red zone threat and he had two targets in the red zone against the Vikings he caught a touchdown pass he almost had that second one but his uh it was like his knee was like two inches out of bounds so that would have been cool if he had two touchdown passes um but yeah I could Juwan Jennings played a great game I expect him to get more play time especially with Debo being out also big shout out to Kevin Givens with that uh penetrating run stuff that had the forced fumble uh, Charles Amenehu, uh, with that tackle for loss and Arden Key had a good game and also fullback Jeff Wilson Jr. So one thing that I saw and is interesting is with how I love that Shanahan has been just really getting in, like just getting in crazy mode in terms of like where he's putting guys. Where he's literally like, I'll put a wide receiver at tight end, my running back, I'm going to put a wide receiver, my tight end is at fullback, my wide receiver is at running back, and then my other running back is also going to be at fullback. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is a very good run blocker, so I, I would not be surprised to see a little bit more of Jeff Wilson in some run blocking plays. Cause we know Elijah Mitchell can tote the rock. I mean, the kid's a star. He's so good and he's perfect for this scheme. So yeah, just, I had to put fullback Jeff Wilson jr. <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as the injuries, uh, unfortunately Debo has been ruled out. Fred Warner is actually only doubtful, which I think is interesting that they actually only had him as uh, doubtful. But, you know, that is what it is. Um, let's see here. So Fred Warner probably won't play. Uh, also, it looks like Marcel Harris will not be playing. And Dre Greenlaw will not be playing. So it looks like it's going to be Aziz as the green dot Mike linebacker. Unless by some crazy chance Fred Warner does play. Uh, I'd. I'd be surprised. I'd be a little surprised if Fred Warner played, but at the same time, like he's never missed a game. <laughs> so it kind of wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. We'll see. I hope that Fred Warner plays. Uh, Cause that's going to be one of our kind of keys to the game. Uh, but yeah, Aziz Alshair, the unheralded. So keys to win a few miscellaneous things. Uh, like I mentioned, the Seahawks, they've been terrible. The biggest thing with the Seahawks is their offensive line is so bad. They can't run block because they can't run block. And I think three or four of their running backs are injured. So they don't have Chris Carson. I don't think they have, um, who else is it? Uh, I think DJ Dallas is like their only healthy one. I think Rashad Penny's out. Um, Chris Carson's out. So they're missing a couple of their running backs and it wouldn't be that bad if they had either a good offensive line or good running backs, but right now they have neither. So their running game is really, really bad. 
they're they're not getting pushed and they're just they're not good and they try to run the ball and what happens is that they end up being in these third and longs and then they can't convert these third and longs so I don't even remember how many third three and outs they had over these last couple of games, but Seattle cannot convert a third down to save their life. Uh, the only reason why I would say that matters a little less is because we've all seen what Russell Wilson can do in crunch time and they might not be able to convert third downs and move down the field, but you always have to be careful about Russell Wilson and an explosive play because they do still have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And those guys are deep threats, massive deep threats. So keys to winning. I put Mitchell needs to carry the ball 20 plus times. So Elijah Mitchell has been incredible. And the fact that he's been carrying so much of the load is just that much more impressive. Um, oh yeah, also we did end up putting Trey Sermon on injured reserve, so it's unfortunate. Hopefully he's healthy before the end of the season. We can get him back. Uh, so Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell needs to get the ball 20-plus carries this game. I want it to be the Elijah Mitchell show. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before. You have some of the best run blockers in the NFL, and if you just throw the ball to the, if you just run it to the left every time, that'll pretty much work. You can put in Juice, put in Kittle, put in Warner, line them up to the left next to Trent Williams, and you have some of the best run blockers in the NFL. So just give Elijah Mitchell the ball, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it keep our defense fresh so that way they can get after Russell Wilson. And when you do need a couple plays, this is the game where we need Ayuk and Kittle to step up. So Ayuk and Kittle, those are going to be the two main targets. We don't have Debo, but we have seen how good Ayuk has been getting. I want to see Ayuk get, I don't know, eight targets if Ayuk and Kittle each get eight targets, I think that'll be good. Uh, so we'll call it 15 targets between Ayuk and Kittle. After that, you know, you figure you get a couple of check downs and then maybe Juwan Jennings and Juice get a catcher three. Um, but I want 15 targets between Ayuk and Kittle because that's what we're going to need in order to keep the ball moving, stay efficient, and convert those third downs. Jimmy needs to have a good game. And... If we can, if we can, if we can take an early lead, we might be able to use this Seattle crowd against them. So what I mean by that is Seattle, the stadium there is crazy. Um, I went there, geez, I think the last time that I went to a Seahawks game was over 10 years ago. Um, so it's been a long time since I've actually been in that stadium, but we all know it gets crazy loud there. If it's a tight game and we're having to make a drive in like the last five minutes and that stadium is shaking like crazy, it's going to be very difficult. Um, you know, without having Debo, it's going to be a lot more difficult to, to drive down the field under those conditions. The weather shouldn't be that bad. It's supposed to be about 40 degrees and cloudy. So, you know, cool, but 
not bad football weather. You know, it's not going to be icy. It's nothing crazy. It's just, it's about 40 degrees and cloudy overcast. So pretty good football weather, honestly. But if we can take an early lead, then maybe we can get this crowd booing Seattle again. I would love to see that. I would love to see us take, like if, if we can, and I don't expect this to happen, but if we can somehow take like a 10 or 15 point lead in the, in, in the first half, that'd be incredible. And I know Russell Wilson can do ridiculous stuff in like the last like two, three, five minutes or whatever, like we saw last week. But if we can take that early lead, we can get them down and then we can run out the clock and continue. So I think that's going to be something that we can definitely use against them. In terms of defense, the main thing that concerns me about the Seattle offense versus our defense is that because we don't have Fred Warner with Aziz out there playing the mic, we might have some communication issues. And that's my biggest concern. I do expect that we're going to see more three safety looks, kind of like a, kind of like a big nickel kind of look. So you have basically Aziz, three safeties, and a slot corner. Does that make sense? So Aziz, Hafunga, Tart, Jimmy Ward, and Kwan Williams, along with, of course, you know, Mosley and Josh Norman on the outside. And I'm still going to keep pounding the table that I want Demo Lenore out there instead of Josh Norman. But, you know, Josh Norman's going to punch a football and bust a coverage. Less than two defensive pass interference calls. That is one of the keys to the game, in my opinion. And just don't lose the turnover battle. We don't need to win the turnover battle. If we win the turnover battle, then chalk it up as a win. But the big thing is just don't lose it. Meaning if we tie or if we're in the positive, then I think that we can win this. Just don't lose the turnover battle and no more than two defensive pass interference calls. And that's pushing it. And the reason why I said two is because we know that Russell Wilson is going to air it out deep to lock it or DK Metcalf and Josh Norman is going to get beat and he's going to get caught holding or interfering or whatever. We know it's going to happen. And, you know, it's not pretty, but it is what it is and it's going to happen. (laughs) So we're going to have to accept it. Uh, But those are kind of the main keys. So keys to the game. Elijah Mitchell, 20 plus carries. Ayuk and Kittle, 15 targets together, less than two defensive pass interference calls, and just don't lose the turnover battle. And again, if we can get an early lead, and then the big thing is going to be scoring. So red zone. If we can get in the red zone, what's weird about this Seattle team is that they have been really, really good in terms of red zone defense. That's how they were able to stay in close with... um, staying close to the Washington game is that they had a really good red zone defense. I think they had two red zone stops where they forced the football team to kick a field goal. However, the 49ers have been the best red zone efficiency team in the NFL. So if we can get in the red zone and we can punch it in a couple of times and we can take a multi possession lead, that's going to be key. So 
I mean, we never know what we're going to get. This is Seattle. Seattle's crazy. Just in terms of it doesn't matter how bad they are. They always seem to play a close game. And Russell Wilson is going to pull a rabbit out of his ass and somehow throw that sucker 60 yards in the final two minutes. We know how crazy this game can be. We know it's going to be a crazy game, but it's going to be a good game. So, you know what? We are currently the sixth seed. And what we, our goal today, beat the Seahawks and just let them know, hey, you had a good run, but it's over. You're done. We're putting the nail in the coffin. We are ending your season you're three and eight. You're about to be three and nine. And when you are, we will be now on the hunt for the five seed. Since we're only one game back of the Rams. Think about that, huh? We are only one game back from the Rams and we have the tiebreaker over the Rams. If we win and then we're seven and four and then they lose or seven and five and then they lose a game and then they're seven and five. Oh, now we're in the five seed. So this could be a very, very, very good weekend of football for the 49ers. We're the sixth seed. We crushed the Seahawks, put the nail in the coffin, end their season, let them know that their reign of terror is over. And then we're on the lookout for that five seed in the playoffs. So those are the keys to the game. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be wild. Honestly, I could see the game going either way. I'm not going to pretend that the Seahawks can't win just because they've been absolutely terrible because the Seahawks have owned the 49ers for basically 10 years. I don't remember the exact record, but I think Russell Wilson is like 15 and 4 or 16 and 4 against the 49ers. So you know, Russell Wilson seems to be our kryptonite, but I want I want this game. I want this day to be the day that we end that era. So go out there, enjoy the game, have fun, cheer on the team, and uh, I will be there. I will be there. I will be screaming. I will be probably getting a lot of shit from the Seahawks fans, but you know what? I don't care. Because they're Fairweather fans. They never gave a shit about their team until Russell Wilson came along. And they don't seem to give a shit very much this year because their team is bad. So I'll just laugh and be like, hey, how about that record, huh? So anyways, thank you for listening. Have an awesome day. Enjoy the game. And I will catch you in a couple days. Later. Go Niners! <laughs>